South African economy advances in quarter two, Nigerian stocks hit a fresh high and Africa is simulating a pricing model for carbon credits. From over a thousand cities and 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. The wild safari industry in Africa is estimated at between $12.4 billion. Fisheries and aquaculture directly contribute $24 billion to the African economy. However, it's estimated the continent loses $2 to $5 billion annually due to mismanagement of fisheries resources. It is for this reason Africa Leadership University School of Wildlife Conservation compiled the Wildlife Economy and Investment Index to assess Africa's progress in leveraging the potential of of wildlife on the continent. Ondir Oganga, analyst with the K Financial, joins us for this episode. South Africa has topped the Wildlife Economy Investment Index on Conservation and Investment, scoring 62.97 out of 100, followed by Seychelles at 61.47 and Mauritius at 59.19. The index put together by the African Leadership University School of Wildlife Conservation assessed the potential of African countries and their attractiveness in terms of their wildlife asset base and investment-enabling environment related to the wildlife economy. While South Africa leads the overall score, Mauritius leads the score on ease of doing business, recording 74.83, while Botswana tops the list on investment safety, scoring 84.16. However, Somali ranks the lowest with an overall score of 20.70, indicating challenges in both protecting wildlife asset base and establishing a conducive environment for investments. The Director of Research at Africa Leadership University School of Wildlife Conservation, which compiled the index attributes South Africa's lead to stable governance, strategic wildlife economy policy and incentives that encourage conservation at grassroots level. They've really been strategic about enabling the wildlife economy. Also in 1991, they instituted the Game Theft Act, which allowed people to own wildlife. And so as Ali Kaka mentioned in his session, is that you have to have incentives for people to conserve. So South Africa has been very good at creating incentives for people to conserve. Managing corruption, um, that's one of the biggest things that come out. You'll see all the countries who are very low, um, a lot of corruption, and, and civil unrest is a big problem, that a lot of the countries that are scoring low. So those seem to be the things that... Um, influence investment the most is whether a country is stable in terms of government and governance and in terms of managing corruption and creating an enabling environment for the private sector to invest. And those countries have really done that. According to the Roadmap for Africa's Wildlife Economy Report, the wildlife safari industry in Africa is estimated at between $12.4 billion direct and $42.9 billion total, contributing at least 10% to the continent's GDP. Fisheries and aquaculture directly contribute $24 billion to the African economy, representing 1.3% of the continent's GDP. The sector provides employment to over 12 million people. However, it is estimated the continent losses are between 2 to $5 billion annually due to mismanagement of fishery resources. According to the Summary of State of the Wildlife Economy in Africa report, it is estimated that Ghana loses $60 million annually to illegal, unregulated, and unreported fishing, 
while Kenya loses up to $100 million. Richard Vine, Executive Director of the School of Wildlife Conservation at the Africa Leadership University, says Africa needs to make better use of the wildlife economy through regulation and policy, adopting a business-like approach and involving people at the grassroots level to unlock the full economic potential of wildlife. Hey, it needs to understand the wildlife and natural resources are an economic asset that can be utilized much more effectively to generate much more economic opportunity and benefit for people. It needs to take, um, it needs to realize that um, if if wildlife is not benefiting people, um, if they don't, if people don't receive the tangible benefits of stewarding and supporting the wildlife economy, then it will disappear. So it needs to involve people at a grassroots level. It can't just be money that is taken by the National Parks Authority and given to governments. It must be beneficial to people. So making better use of the wildlife economy through regulation, through policy, and through an enabling environment, adopting a more business-like approach to making use of this asset, and then involving people at a grassroots level. Those are the three key things. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Nigerian Stock Exchange All Share Index touched a fresh record level of 68,457 on Tuesday before retreating slightly to trade around 68,165 on profit taking following three consecutive sessions of gains. The recent rally is driven by optimism surrounding Nigeria's economic situation on the back of a series of market friendly reforms introduced by President Bola Tinubu's new administration, such as the removal of costly fuel subsidies, unification of multiple exchange rates, and the floating of the Nile. On the corporate front, Square Nigeria, Garegu, Thomasui, Courtville, Briscoe and John Holt posted sharp losses while Omatech Ventures, Sunu, Assurances, Multiverse and Owando were the top performers. And a quick trip around Africa. Africa is formulating a pricing model for carbon credits to be presented at the upcoming 28th meeting of the UN Climate Change Conference in Dubai later in November. Carbon credits, also known as carbon offsets or permits, that allow the owner to emit a certain amount of carbon dioxide or other greenhouse gases. Africa accounts for the smallest share of global greenhouse gas emissions at 3.8%. The African Union Commissioner in Charge of Agriculture, Blue Economy and Sustainable Environment, Josefa Lionel Correa Sarko, says the current model does not favor the continent. According to her, if you take two carbon credits, one generated in the Global North country and one generated in Africa, assuming that they're both at the same level in terms of integrity, there's no particular reason why European carbon credits should sell 10 times more than in Africa. The South African economy advanced by 0.6% on quarter in quarter to 2023 after 0.4% expansion in the prior quarter and better than market forecasts of 0.1% rise in part due to easing growing blackouts. Six of ten economic quoted positive growth rates with manufacturing and finance driving much of the upward momentum. At the same time, mining rose 1.3%, agriculture rebounded by 4.2% after two straight quarters of decline. On the demand side, gross fixed capital formation dominated growth amid a sharp rise in investments in machinery and equipment, which included products related to renewable energy. In addition, government spending rose 1.1%. Meanwhile, household consumption decreased 
and net external demand contributed negatively to the GDP as exports rose much less than imports. Yanya, the GDP grew by 1.6% in quarter two, quickening from the previous period and above market estimates of a 1.1% growth. The S&P Global Ghana PMI increased to 51.9% in August of 2023, the highest in nearly two years from 505 in the previous month. The latest reading signaled a sharper rate of improvement in the country's private sector, boosted by sharp increases in both output and new orders. In response to higher new orders, employment extended its growth streak to the ninth month running, leading to a reduction in backlog of work. Also, buying activity grew at the fastest pace since late 2018, and stocks of purchases Related to the greatest extent since May 2018. Simultaneously, supplier delivery times shortened. In terms of pricing, input prices increased marginally in August, although cost pressures remain relatedly muted. Selling price inflation, on the other hand, rose to the least extent since November 2020. Looking forward, optimism is stronger than the series average, but fell to a four-month low. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions, or just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and find at with the dong.